first overtime. Letting them play. Eubulus, seven seconds to go. Three-pointer. Oh! Hutchins! Double order! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Campus Tour podcast. We have a great episode in store for everyone. We have Pass Fail, the return of History 101. I know everyone has missed it, so we got that back in the uh, back in the rundown, and then we wrap up with Student Advisors. I am joined, as always, from lovely Wisconsin and blustery Wisconsin, probably. How cold is it over there, Brad? I don't know, but... um. I would imagine pretty cold. Um, I didn't go outside today. I tried <laughs> to go straight from my car to in my apartment since this underground parking, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's pretty cold out. <laughs> I love that you don't even know. It's perfect. 38. It's 38. Oof. Yeah. I mean, it, all, it feels about the same to me. I wear shorts all year round too. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. We are uh, going to kick off with pass fail. Do you want me to go first? You want me to go? You can go first. That's fine. I'm going to start with a man who's going to be wearing more shorts and sandals probably in, in his life. I'm going with LSU and Brian Kelly. I know this is oh, a, little, yeah. a little bit out of uh, what we usually do, but I thought today we'd put in a coaching change for uh, for one of our topics. But, I mean, he's a top five head coach took off to Notre Dame or took off from Notre Dame. Um, I mean, what he did there is probably overlooked because everyone thinks it's this great, you know, program, but when he inherited it, it was not even close to that um, coming off of Charlie Weiss. So I think he's one of the best coaches in college football. I think Notre Dame is going to be in a little bit of trouble. We'll see here. Um, what they do for their hire. I think it, I think it'll probably be Luke Fickle is my guess. They, they love going after Cincinnati head coaches. Anyways, that's where they got uh, Brian Kelly from, but it's a really hard place to recruit high academic standards. It's kind of in a weird place, like middle of Indiana. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where Notre Dame goes from the LSU side. I think it's an absolute home run. The only other thing that I think about is kind of a weird culture fit with Brian Kelly. I don't know. He doesn't necessarily scream Louisiana, but I mean, it's a great recruiter, yeah. great head coach. I'm sure the move was made. I don't know. I think it could be twofold why the move was made because I think there is a ceiling on Notre Dame. And I think Brian Kelly probably felt like he hit the ceiling mm-hmm. and I'm sure they just threw ungodly money at him. I think it was 10, it was 10 years. I saw, um, Ten years, yeah, um, yeah. I think that's the that that was the big thing too. Wasn't it like a um, hundred million or something like that? Yeah, I think or was, was that um 
Lincoln was. Well, I know, yeah, Lincoln was there. Lincoln also got all of the <laughs> uh, USC bought his homes in Norman and they got him a private chat and everything. So it is kind of interesting. The SEC now to make a comparison is kind of like the old Big East in basketball. Doesn't it feel like that? Just like larger than life coaches. Like it's a, it's almost a reality TV show at this point. It is. That's a great comparison of it, I would say. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's a good fit. He's, he's getting paid a lot of money. And I mean, yeah, he's going to be able to recruit there. So it makes sense for him. Um, I think LSU is getting a good coach. It's definitely going to draw more people in. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see if it works out. But I, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you here. I think this is a pass. I think this definitely sticks out. And I, I think it will be mutually beneficial. But um, I guess time will tell with that. Yeah, well, plus Saban versus Kelly every year is going to be pretty fun. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where are you going for your pass? All right, I'm going to go with Duke here. Oh, um, they were ranked fifth in the country last week, but they beat number one, um, Gonzaga, um, uh, last Friday. Paulo Benchero, he had 21 points. Wendell Moore, he chipped in 20 um, shot six for 10 from the field on the other side, drew Timmy had 17 Chet had 16. Um, however, um, the Bulldogs were really kind of, they shot themselves in the foot with foul trouble in this game. Um, they finished with 24 total fouls compared to Duke only having 15 give credit to the blue devils. I mean, yeah, they looked good in this game. Um, I think, you know, going into the year, a lot of people had Gonzaga as the clear cut number one. Um, this, you know, could change people's, you know, minds now. So, um, yeah, impressive um, early resume builder win for the, the Blue Devils early in the year. Um, first, I love that you're going with Banchero, not Bancaro. <laughs> <laughs> Second, did I really felt like. Gonzaga was the better team in that game. I'm not even going to lie. Like watching it, it felt like Gonzaga was the better team. Well, it felt like that way too, because Duke was doing so many good things and they were playing so well. And it seemed like Gonzaga wasn't playing right. well and they were in that game the entire time. Exactly. Um, that's where, yeah, it kind of felt like we saw Duke's kind of ceiling and, you know, that was far from Gonzaga's ceiling. That was maybe their you know, average level of play. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think if they play again, Gonzaga's the better team. But nonetheless, um, it was an impressive win, I thought. It was, and it was a very fun game to watch. Who, which Gonzaga team last year or this year? Dramatic pause. That's a tough question. (laughs) Uh, I would go... It's too early to tell right now, but I'm leaning towards this year's team. I think I like this year's team better. I'm going to have to see a little more of them, but I like Chad and Timmy together. Um, Obviously, Suggs is irreplaceable, but I think they're very deep this year, and um, I like that inside presence. I I think that's going to be helpful in in March. Going last year's team just out of love for Jalen Suggs. (laughs) Fair. Fair enough. All right, my fail. I feel I feel I just keep using this segment just to dunk on teams that I hate because I'm putting OSU here. They got it's absolutely always a big 10 uh, team, I feel like too. What's that? It's usually a big 10 team. Yeah, it too. is. Yeah, you're right. 
I mean, they just straight up got bullied by Michigan. It was so fun to watch. I loved it. Uh, you know, I wasn't, I, I always wasn't on the OSU train this year. There's a couple times where I, you know, you could see it starting to come together, but that defense was always a mess. Um, I just didn't know if there was a team that had enough, you know, talent to pull it off. But Michigan came out and tacked them. I mean, that's what the Badgers have done when they've played Ohio State. They've been aggressive and attacked, but Wisconsin doesn't have the talent that Michigan does, and that's why I think Michigan's able to get over the hump more than Wisconsin has been able to as close as they have. But, I mean, OSU is a place that has weapons everywhere, and you got to have your own weapons to negate their weapons. So, um, But like I said, defense always been an issue for OSU. It'll be interesting to see – uh, if people start to turn on Ryan Day, because OSU is one of those kind of places where a couple bad years. <laughs> yeah. If he's if he loses two games next year, look out. OSU's gonna be calling for his head. So I'm going <laughs> this OSU. Is crazy to think about, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, it, like you said, it, it was it, it was cool to see Michigan finally get over the hump. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Jim. I do too. Um, I always have. He's a little bit crazy. That's but, why um, he's fun. Everyone, everyone just hates him because of that. That's why he's fun. He's entertaining. And that's what college football is. It's entertainment. He's passionate. Right. He's, he's different. I, I like it. So it, it was cool for him in Michigan to, to get the job done at home. I, I feel like every year they, they get so close and they can never get over the hump. So, I mean, I, I hope they, you know, beat Iowa now I that we're too. not in the big 10 championship. And I, I'd love to see Michigan in the playoffs. So. Yeah. I'm with you. I've, I've always, people got to understand from, from our perspective, we've never dealt with arrogant Michigan, like Michigan being that great. So for us, it's yeah. like fun to kind of see Michigan do it and beat Ohio state. Cause we're sick of watching Ohio state win every time. So when people get, how can you root? Like my dad will be wondering how I can root for Michigan. I didn't ever deal with annoying Michigan. I mean, I did maybe whatever second or first grade when I was a kid. I don't remember it though. So mm-hmm. I was, I was happy to see them get over the hump and I'm with you. I hope they make the playoff as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That'd be awesome. All right. For, who, who failed for my fail? I went with um St. Bonaventure for basketball. So, I mean, <laughs> they, they had a great tournament Thanksgiving tournament where they beat Boise state Clemson and Marquette. Um, to win the Shriners Children's Charleston Classic. Um, that's boy, that's a mouthful. Yeah, <laughs> jink. Um, but then um, on Saturday, they lost 80 to 90 to Northern Iowa. Um, AJ Green. Uh, yes. Yeah, he was amazing in this game. He had 35 points. Um, Northern I- Iowa rebounded the Bonnies 41 to 29. Um, I mean, yeah, you and I shot the ball really well. They shot 48% from three. Um, but even though they played a little bit better than they have in earlier games this year, I, I'd say, you know, that's kind of a bad loss for the Bonnies after, you know, being 5-0, and winning a tournament, and then losing to a team that's 2-3. and So um, Bonnies will be fine. I think they're a solid, you know, basketball team. But bad, bad loss this week. So I'm going with the Bonnies. Yeah, I would be pretty shocked if we don't see them in the tournament. But we will. So it was a it was a weird loss for sure. But you know, you and I kind of plays a weird style and can confuse people. He's Ben Jacobson will always be uh, tied to Wisconsin. I feel like 
every time yeah. people put Greg Gard on the hot seat, they're like, what about Ben Jacobson? You're like, yep. really? I mean, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that wraps it up for pass fail for the week. We're now, like I said, throwing it back to history 101. Everyone's favorite game to watch Derek not know where basketball players went to college. So, uh, mm, I'll let you get the first one out of the way. You want you want me to read mine off? Yeah. Or all right, Patty Mills. Ooh, Patty Mills. I should know this one too. Uh, I just go blank when these things happen. Like Arizona? No. Um, oh. It's the- oh, no, you were going to say it. St. Mary's. I was actually going to say Gonzaga, so I would have went to Ben too far, but. No, yeah, that's, that's a good guess. But, yeah, St. Mary's averaged nearly 15 points per game as a freshman, was named to the WCC. Um, named as the WCC Newcomer of the Year, put up about 18 points per game. His sophomore year was named to the All-WCC first team for the second year in, in a row. Um, and then after his sophomore year, he decided to go to the NBA where he was a late second-round pick. The uh, WCC is, like, addicted to foreign players. They are. <laughs> they are. Specifically Australian players, too. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. All right. You know, I always got to do a theme. My theme here was the 2021 NBA Finals because I'm still not over it. It was like the greatest whatever month stretch of my life. <laughs> and nervous, <laughs> most nervous. So uh, the first one I got for you, I think th- I think you'll get, I think you'll get two of these because they're all pretty recent players. Uh, the first one is mm. campaign. Um. I want to say Murray State. That's correct. He averaged 20 as a sophomore at Murray State and uh, was Ohio Valley Conference Player of the Year. Okay. All right. I thought he was on one of those teams that upset, but that was Kenneth Reed's team, I believe. Yes. Yes, it was. Yep. I remember that. And John Morant's team. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Remember, they beat Marquette by like like 20. In the tournament, yeah. Jaw dunked over Hauser too. It was pretty fun. Yes, yes, he did. <laughs> All right, next one up I have for you is um Terrence Ross. Kentucky. No. What? Nope. I could have swore he was Kentucky. No. Nope. Terrence Ross. He was a blue blood, right? No. No. I got no idea. Washington. Oh, come on. What? <laughs> that's that's doable. Um play played two years there. Um I didn't start paying all... attention to West Coast basketball till this year now that I'm out here. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, played two years there. Um sophomore year he had um he had a really big run in the NIT tournament where they made it <laughs> to the for semifinals. Him. <laughs> hey, you wonder why I don't know him. He's dropping buckets in the NIT. <laughs> hey, dude, he um he was averaging 25 points per game in the NIT in 2012. <laughs> so Did he was MVP at least. I don't know. I don't know if he was. Um, 
I'm going to guess no, which is crazy. But um, <laughs> yeah, then after his sophomore year, um, just like Patty um, declared for the draft, he, he was a little bit higher. He, he was an eighth pick. So, um, but yeah, he played at Washington. All right. My next one is a Bucks legend, Sam Merrill. Oh, I know this. Um, it's near you. I believe it is He's working. You can see it in his brain. I believe it's Utah State. It is correct. Yes, Utah okay. State. Yeah. He eclipsed 2,000 points at Utah State, finished third all-time at the school for scoring. He was also on the team that beat San Diego State in that COVID year. Remember when San Diego State was really good? Remember that time? That was pretty crazy. San Diego State and Dayton that year. What a, good, what a fun time that was. That would have been an interesting tournament. Yes. Yeah, would have. But, yeah, Sam Merrill, Utah State legend. I remember him, like, lighting it up in the tournament. Yes. Yep, I remember that, too. Yep. All right. Last one for me before I pull my hair out. Josh Richardson. I think you should get this one. Florida? No. Um, <laughs> Tennessee. Oh, I would have never got that. But yeah, so Josh Richardson played at Tennessee, played all four years for the Volunteers, finished his career ranked third in school history in games played with 136, ninth in minutes, 10th in steals, 16 in blocks, and 28th in points. Senior year was named to the first team All-SEC list, um, was also SEC All-Defensive Team and Defensive All-American Team. Went on to have a pretty successful career in the NBA, currently playing with the Celtics. There you go, Josh Richardson. Yep. Last one I have for you, the the uh, dual champion. is I guess that's how, I'm, how I'll say it. Tory Craig. I don't know if I know that one. I'm going to guess um, South Carolina. It sounds like it's, it was around. <laughs> You're unbelievable. Is that right? You didn't get it right, but he oh. went to South Carolina upstate, USC upstate. Oh, okay. Okay. I swear it. Yeah. He, I knew he was like oh in that area. Oh, my gosh. Bradley Panucci, your brain works in mysterious ways. Did we ever figure out if he ended up getting, did he get a ring for playing with the Bucks those 20 games or whatever? I don't know if he did. He should have. Oh, he absolutely should have. You, you always, if they ask you if you want the ring, you say you get the ring. He could even just sell it. Yeah, technically you could, yeah, or donate it to a good cause. Yeah. Either way, he's also in the 2,000-point club. He was also uh, Atlantic Sun Player of the Year as a sophomore. Um, he had a bit of a weird route to the NBA. I think people know that a little bit. He went to Europe for three years after college and then found his way into the NBA. But yeah, shout out Tory Craig, another Bucks legend for yep. 20 games. <laughs> okay, that is history 101. Shocker of the year. I failed as always. <laughs> we are going to go to student advisors now. Uh, I'll kick it to you for your let's go player. Who who are you telling everyone to watch this week? All right. I mean, um, you should have been watching him the whole year, but I'm going Bryce Young, um, who's the favorite to win the Heisman right now. 
um, going up against the Georgia Bulldogs defense. Um, Georgia has the best defense in the country. Um, so, I mean, yeah, this is going to be a fun one to, to watch. Um, hopefully the game's a close one. And um, in my opinion, I, I think these are the two best teams in college football. So, yeah, you won't want to miss this one. Um, expect big things out of Bryce Young in this game. That's a lot more excitement than the last week, Brad. <laughs> Thank you for that. You bet. Uh, my player that I'm going to go with, you want me to do it? You want me to do it? Who, who are you going with? Mr. Jonathan Davis. <laughs> you, you know, we always got to get our badger plug. When when they're good, we, we creep out and make sure everyone has to hear about it. When they're bad, we're like, I don't, did badger football even play last week? I don't I've been so focused on the basketball team. But anyways, dude's a beast. Uh, Watch for his matchup against Marquette. Took over for the Badgers in Maui, obviously. Now he has himself in NBA draft talks, which hurts my heart, but obviously good for him because we want the Badgers to succeed. But uh, he is easily the most skilled player the Badgers have had since Frank. You would agree, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And his, his style is is fairly different than a normal Badger player too. But I mean, credit to him and Greg Gard, they figured out a way to make it work. And it's a really good balance between getting out in transition when they want to and pulling it back sometimes uh, and letting him just go to work. But I said last year, he reminded me of a better shooting Alonda Tucker. And I am sticking with that comparison now because that looks about as accurate as I could have ever been. So he completely changes this Badger team and uh, watch him carve up Marquette. Hopefully I'll knock on wood too. That I, I will as well. Um, definitely agree with all of that. Um, yeah. When he can shoot, when he gets it going shooting, I mean, he's mm-hmm. great driving, taking it to the hoop. Um, when he gets it going shooting wise, uh, he's hard to guard. Um, yeah. He's going to have to have a big game against Marquette. I mean, they're, they're coached by one of the best. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, looking forward to that game on Saturday. Man, I'm sure Marquette, they're just gonna they're gonna cause all that chaos with that defense they have. <laughs> Gosh. All right. What game are you looking forward to next week? All right. I have Cincinnati versus Houston for football. Um, so, I mean, no team outside the power five they've has ever made it to the college football playoffs that could all change after this week, depending on if Cincinnati's able to hold off Houston. Um, it, it would be great. I mean, I, I really want to see Desmond Ritter in the playoffs. Um, I think Cincinnati deserves it. Um, they've struggled at points in time during the year, but, you know, I, I think, you know, if they beat Houston, they're definitely worthy of getting at least one of the four spots. Um, look for Ritter to have a big game um, as the Bearcats fight for right in the playoffs. Um, I, I'm going Cincinnati here. I, I think they're going to make it happen. Um, but yeah, this should be a good game to watch. Yeah. I hope um I hope the committee doesn't do to them what they did to TCU a couple years back where they had them ranked number four and then TCU won their championship game and they still kicked them out. That was, Mm. that was tough. That was very tough to watch, but I hope that's not what happens uh, to Cincinnati. My uh, game that I'm looking forward to this weekend is our first big 10 basketball matchup, big 10 conference one. Iowa is at Purdue uh, we kind of got those early games. You know, they do two or three early games and then go back to non-conference. 
because uh, they added two, I think they added two extra conference games each year. I think that was three or four years back. They started to do that. So we're starting to get some conference games, which should be fun. Uh, but this is my favorite game of the week for the Big Ten. Iowa skated by Virginia on Monday. They kind of blew a biggish lead, like 13 or 14. They kind of blew. But this will be a good test for a really good Purdue team. I'm not sure who the heck Iowa is going to have guard Zach Eady, but he's probably going to just dominate them because he's just a giant human being who's actually very skilled at basketball. So Iowa plays very fast against a very good defensive team in Purdue. Um, so I think it's going to be a pretty fun matchup. Definitely agree. Yeah. Can you imagine having the guard <laughs> going to your um, math class and thinking about how you have to guard a seven foot four guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even our boy, John Har. John was like, he's the hardest person I've have ever had to guard, especially him. He's six ten. Yeah, how do you guard yeah, someone seven four and he's thick too? He's not like Chet and skinny. Yes. And, and he's good in the paint. He's right. got good post moves. Um, pretty good balance and coordination. So yeah, I can't imagine that. That'd be <laughs> that cannot be fun. Yeah. A shout out to Travion Williams, too, by the way, for being a great teammate and just owning the fact that someone's better than you and still playing to your best abilities every game. Those two are going to be such a problem for someone in the tournament. And uh Purdue's one of those teams, it's kind of like Michigan. They've never been really that great. They, they've always been good since we've been alive, but never been annoying. So you kind of root for them just a little bit. I'm not saying I'm a huge Purdue guy here, but I like to see him do well. Plus, they got Jaden Ivey, our boy. So, you know, yep. go Purdue. Plus, they're playing Iowa, so screw Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is our, uh, that's our show this week. Got anything uh, doing this weekend that's fun? Going to the Badger game, right? Yeah, going to see um... – our boy Shaka. final four former final four um uh, coach hey could you tell Smart. me his record in the tournament since that final four it can't be good <laughs> um it, i'm pretty sure it's pretty bad um but yeah other than that probably just watching all the, the football games i'm excited for the football games this week what about you I, i'm Are on you- a i'm on a bit of a football hiatus now with the the wounds cut too deep. I, I'm not watching. I don't think I'm, I might turn the SEC one on if I'm doing nothing on Oh yeah, Saturday, you, but I'm not yeah. watching the big 10 one. I'll tell you that much. And I got to watch uh, Friday night, the Utes, but I got the jazz game. So I'll be looking and watching on my phone while at the jazz game a little bit, probably. That's fair. That's so, fair. Well, we hope everyone else has a wonderful weekend. Enjoy your last weekend of for sure. Having college football and college basketball playing at the same time. It's a wonderful time of year, so everyone enjoy it. Talk to you guys next week.